Welcome to this week's episode of Kinlaw's Tech News, brought to you by DonationCorder.com. Now that we've got the release dates for both the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox, we can start to talk a little bit about the specifications and what we should be expecting. When it comes to the PlayStation 5, much like with the Xbox, there's going to be two versions of the console. The only difference being that the PlayStation, unlike the Xbox, is simply going to give you the option of buying it with or without a disk drive, which is obviously going to be reflected in the final price that you pay for the product. The Series S version of the Xbox is going to come in at quite a reasonable $299 compared to the lowest priced PlayStation 5 coming in at $399. Now, the biggest difference that I can see between the two consoles are firmly within the specs. The PlayStation 5 is going to give you exactly the same specifications, no matter which version of the console you purchase. Whereas the Xbox Series S actually seems to be considerably worse than its big brother, the Series X. For example, the GPU in the Series S only has one-third of the amount of teraflops. And when it comes to RAM, it actually has 6 gigabytes less, 10 gigabyte versus 16. For me, this seems like it's going to have quite a knock-on effect for the expected performance of both those consoles, with the Series X expected to run 8K content at 120 FPS, and the Series S honestly looking barely capable of running 4K. It should also be noted as well that the NVMe drives in the S-Series are only 512 gigabytes versus the 1 terabyte on the X-Series. And both versions of the Xbox are going to have drives only capable of half the speeds shown by the PlayStation 5. I don't know if this will have any serious effect on the final gaming performance, but I think I can be fairly confident when I say that it is going to have quite a significant difference in install speeds between the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. Again, I might be wrong, but who knows? And we can only hope that the Xbox users aren't left wanting more. Moving swiftly on, I want to chat a little bit about the brand new release of Android 11, which has got me quite excited actually for a few reasons. The first and foremost reason being the new native chat bubbles. Now, anybody who's ever used Facebook Messenger knows how much easier chat heads are when it comes to being able to minimize conversations and just getting on with what you're doing instead of having to switch between applications. Now, that type of behavior was pretty much unavailable in any other um, application minus one or two like Google Translate. But with the introduction of chat bubbles, it's now going to be possible in any chat application that you use on your phone. Another new feature is screen recording. I don't actually know of any devices that are capable of running Android 11 that didn't already have this as a standard feature, but if you're one of the people who has a phone that is capable of running Android 11 and didn't already have that as a standard built-in feature, well, you're in luck because you're going to have it as soon as you update. Also, if you're like me and you have the annoying habit of swiping notifications away and instantly forgetting what it says, then we have some good news for you. 
Now, you're going to have an option to be able to check what notifications you have in a notification history option. That's pretty much a lifesaver, to be quite honest, because I have a, such a tendency of waking up in the morning, swiping away all my notifications, and having absolutely no clue what any of them were about 30 seconds later. Another new feature coming with Android 11 is the ability to give applications permissions on a one-time only basis. This new feature actually has me a little bit confused, because I've actually had this on Android 10 for as long as I can remember on three different devices. I can only assume that it's perhaps a manufacturer thing, so if, unlike me, you're one of the people who doesn't already have that feature, you will once you update. There's also an absolute ton of new privacy controls and other features that I really just don't have time to go through in a single episode. So, be sure to check out the attached links to this podcast to find out more for yourselves. Now, for some very big news in the gaming industry. Microsoft have just bought Bethesda for a very healthy sum of 7.5 billion US dollars. For those unfamiliar with who Bethesda are, they are the people behind the likes of Fallout, Skyrim, and the Elder Scrolls Online, to name but a few. Now, why is this big news, you might ask? This might actually be one of the things that gives the brand new Xbox a rather big advantage over the PlayStation 5. See, Microsoft have been adding more and more AAA games to their Game Pass subscription on both the Xbox and the PC. Game Pass itself is a very reasonably priced Netflix-style subscription service, costing approximately 10 US dollars per month for their normal package and slightly more for the Ultimate Game Pass. The Ultimate Game Pass gives you access to brand new releases and some other perks such as like in-game content and DLCs for certain games. The acquisition also apparently won't have any effect whatsoever on the games that they have already made and the games that they're currently making. It will simply give the studios more money to work with by the same people who currently make them. It may or may not mean an increase in games that are exclusive to the Xbox, but honestly, if it doesn't, then the ability to have Game Pass on Xbox when the PlayStation doesn't offer a similar service, it may well turn out to be a very tempting deal that pushes people away from the PlayStation firmly into Microsoft's arms. I guess only time will tell. In other news, a brand new Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Legacy, has been revealed, and I can officially say I am extremely excited for this one. As a huge fan of the Harry Potter universe, the prospect of this huge open-world RPG is something that I'm keeping a very, very keen eye on. It's said to be coming out sometime in 2021 on the Xbox, PlayStation and PC. So definitely keep your eyes open for that one. And last but not least, I wanted to mention that Mouser, the owner of DonationCorder.com, is currently preparing to launch his very own YouTube channel and podcast, which is going to focus on discussing cooperative board games. If you'd like to know more about that, then keep a very close eye on the announcement section of the DonationCorder.com forum so you don't miss this upcoming release. That's it for this week's episode of Kinlaw's Tech News, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback for us, then head on over to Facebook or the DonationCorder.com forum and get involved. Join us next time 